We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jalen, the Bulls hung around in this game, but defensively, you guys put this team away late. How'd you guys get it done? Um, I mean, we just found ways to win. Um, they kept going on runs, they kept it, uh, keeping our poise and uh, not really getting flustered, and uh, just found a way to find a way to get one. 31 points for you tonight, but 27 assists over the last two games. How would you describe the chemistry that's kind of coming together offensively here? Yeah, it's just a credit to my teammates. Uh, I mean, they're putting the ball through the hoop, and uh, I'm just finding ways to give them the ball. And um, I mean, all the credit goes to them. I mean, I'm just, I'm just out there running around. <laughs> that's a very humble way of putting it, Jalen. So let's talk about Isaiah Hartenstein tonight, a new career high in rebounds and blocks. Without Mitchell Robinson in this stretch, what can you say that you're getting from him? Big time. I mean, he's been playing unbelievable. Uh, I mean, he's going to continue to get better because I mean, he has that mindset, and um, I, I, make, I expect more next game. <laughs> I keep on running around, Jalen. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Manny Campos, what's going on, Manny? I haven't heard from you much this year. iHeart's play is eye-opening. Is there a chance he continues starting with Mitch going out in a trade? Well, they, there you go. Um, although you bring up a different thing, which I'll address specifically. Provides 85% of Mitch on defense, but way better offense. Here's the two things I'll add to the previous thing I just said with, with Drazoff. One, Mitch's greatest offensive ability or his the, the, what he gives you, the greatest thing he gives you on offense Besides offensive rebounding, which, again, if he's the best offensive rebounder in the sport, Hardenstein may be the third or fourth best, fifth best, whatever. It's close. But is a lob threat. That's what Mitch gives you. It's a lob threat. And the Knicks don't have the guard to throw lobs. RJ was their best lob thrower, and he's not even on the team anymore. So, like, in that sense, trading out RJ may have impacted this notion a little bit. Now. The second thing, though, is where I'm going to push back. Mitch going out in a trade. I do not like I'm sure it has happened for sure. They are not trading Mitch unless it's in, you know, a superstar trade, right? Uh, whatever. Put those aside. First of all, that's not happening before the trade deadline. Maybe it happens this summer. We'll see. This front office is not in the business of trading away players unless they feel like they're getting commensurate value. And they value Mitch. And right now, around the league, you're not going to get that value because he's he had ankle surgery. And like teams are going to want to see that this guy could still do what he 
used to do even after this injury and the surgery. So the notion that Mitch is going to go out and trade before this deadline, <laughs> I would be utterly shocked for that reason. I don't see it. Sam Garcia, what's going on, Sam? Fournier and a pick or two for Brogdon under contract through next summer and would be a nice IQ replacement for the bench, in my opinion. Thoughts? Thought they're out Brogdon a lot on the watch along tonight. It's impossible not to like Brogdon's game. When when has Brogdon ever given anyone reason not to like his game? You know, you want to talk about in last season and and, and at the or the last couple seasons, I guess. At like no, just he was a Boston last season. Um, at the highest levels, right? Like of playoff basketball. Can you target Brunson defensively a little bit? Yeah, you can target Brunson defensively a little bit. That said, he's got really good size for guard. Um, and again, I think the Knicks have the sort of infrastructure to withstand that. Awesome fit as a player. What's it going to cost? Like you say, like, ah, oh, pick or two. Like, what are the picks? Um, and you know, is it just going to be picks? Does Portland want a young player? And then the big thing is like, what is his injury situation? I've said this a few times now, and I'll say it again. If it, it, again, it, his injury, whatever it is, was enough to make the original trade that Boston sent him out. He was going to end up in it with the Clippers, like whatever injury situation he has going on was enough to squash that trade. So is it a situation where the Knicks are trading for a player where they're not sure that he could like, he's going to be able to play past the season or whatever. Like I, I, you know, I don't, and if you're giving up a real asset, I don't know, but he's an option. He's an option. And I like him. Gotta tell you, I might like him better than Murray for what Murray would cost. That's for sure. We'll see though. Jessica, what's going on, Jess? Find things in life that make you smile like iHeart does after making winning plays a beast. Oh, that's a great that's a great comment. He seems to love the game. And perhaps as importantly, he seems to love playing in New York. So I like that very much so. Thanks, Jess. Deadword604, pay iHeart, please, and thank you. So I, I will give myself a, a little bit of a pat on the back because I already kind of did the legwork on this. Um Here's the situation. Yes, there will be cap space teams out there this summer. It's possible a cap space team makes Hardenstein a real offer. I think there's a I think there's a decent chance that that offer may not come and the most he'll get from another team is the full non-taxpayer mid-level exception. Now, I have zero doubt in my mind that some team will give him... There's at least one team out there, probably several teams, that would be comfortable giving him their full tax, full non-taxpayer mid-level exception, which is slated to be, I believe, $12.96 million. So about 13 uh, on a four-year deal. I think that's four for... Um, I think it's four for... F- 50 something with the max 5% raises, which is the most you could give. And the most you could do on that deal, I, I think, is I think you do four years. Unless I'm, I always forget if the, the mid level tops out at three years or four years. Regardless, it's, it's a decent number. The Knicks are going to have to top that. The Knicks are going to have to top that. And they could offer him a raise of up to, um, 
starting at 14 and change and with 8% raises. So unless some cap space team comes and wants to give iHeart, you know, like $20 million a year or something like that, the Knicks should be able to top any offer again at the full non-taxpayer mid-level. So we'll see if they do that. Obviously, they should. Thanks, Edwards. Uh, next up, Nicholas Sang. Thank God they adjusted to get Randall moving the moving as soon as he gets the ball. Those triple teams were killing us in the first half. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit of like them them adjusting, but I also think it's just like Randall being better. Like it's incumbent upon the player to read the game, right? It's like what does Tibbs always say? Like just make the right read. So. Be aware when you're when you have one on you, do what you gotta do. If you see two coming to the ball, make the pass. Well, Julius doesn't always see two coming to the ball. So how do you how do you you have to emphasize that to him? Like that's but he has to see the doubles coming. Now, getting him moving, as you say, I think helps that a lot. Um but then again, this is a player who like it's kind of on him to to get moving, you know, and I think he did a good, a much better job of that. So, um, whoever was responsible for it, good, good second half adjustment. Thanks, Nicholas. Hush, what's going on, Hush? OG's second half defense was the reason why we traded for him. He's elite. However, I wish he got a little bit more shots, but for now, let's go, Knicks. So, I think two games in, he's gotten um, 20 shots, so 10 shots a game. Um, you know, look, it's tough because he's not RJ and he doesn't have RJ's game and like RJ could create his own shot and like often did create his own shot. Now, they weren't always efficient shots, um, but he could get shots. OJ Anobi in Toronto this season um, averaged only 12 field goal attempts a game. So, and I, I misspoke before. He had 12 in his first game, nine in this game. So, 21 over the two. So, 10 and a half field goals in through two games. So, it's a little bit down from where he was in Toronto. Like his career high when he averaged uh, 17 points a game in his uh, one, two, three, four, five, fifth season. His career high in field goal attempts a game is 14.5. I don't, I'd be surprised if he got much higher than that. Um, I, I could see him averaging around 13, 14, 15 field goal attempts a game. And I think they're going to come from deep. I think that he's going to shoot a lot of threes. So took four threes tonight, took six threes in the first game. I, I think they're going to want him to put up six, seven threes a game. Um, that's my guess. Good stuff, Hush. Hush with another one. Been saying it since game one. Pay iHeart. Need him. Yep. Yep. Totally agree. Got to keep him. Can't lose him. Um, Hush with another one. The bench problem is very glaring. However, yeah, it's it's as like, could a thing be more glaring than the Knicks bench issues right now? No, I don't think so. It's very obvious. Like we're all on the same page. You know, we're all on the same page. They need to fix it. Joe and I, what's going on, Joe and I? Always a pleasure, my man. 
Um, I just want to publicly thank Leon Rose on behalf of all Knicks fans for Jalen Brunson and OG Ananobi. The trade has rejuvenated Randall as well. Fun time to bleed orange and blue. I mean, just like, do we, could we take a, a, like a very, very quick, like walk down memory lane. Uh, Andrew, do we have like 30, 45 seconds? Take them. So the roster that Leon Rose inherited. Um, I'm just going to go to the, the lineup, the lineup that closed out their last game, which was that uh, before the pandemic. So that's uh, March 11th, 2020 against Atlanta. This was the team. Mo Harkless played 40 minutes in that game. Mind you, uh, RJ Barrett, Julius Randall, Alfred Payton, uh, Taj Gibson. We love Taj. Mitchell Robinson. Obviously, we love we love Mitch. Frank Nilakina, Bobby Portis, who's turned into quite a player in Milwaukee. Kevin Knox, Wayne Ellington, Reggie Bullock, Damian Dotson, and Dennis Smith Jr. So, Mitchell Robinson holdover. Um, Julius Randle holdover. Taj, his he's not a holdover, but he's he's still here. But like you think about those other names, other than Portis, who's become you know like one of the better six men in the league in Milwaukee. Like now they have Jalen Brunson, they have OG Ananobi, um, they have Josh Hart. They have Dante DiVincenzo. They have Isaiah Hardenstein, who, like, again, free agent signing. Um, who am I forgetting? They have Quentin Grimes, like, and they, not to mention, they have some picks that they didn't have on top of all that. So I'd say he's done a pretty good job. Not perfect, but pretty good. Baltimore Corey. OG led the team plus minus again. He genuinely makes everyone on our team better. I'm still extremely concerned with our bench though. Yeah, join the club. Um, yeah, it's interesting because like there's, you know, you could make guy, you could make the team better in different ways. And I said it on the last game and I'll say it again. Having a true number one defender to slot everybody else into their proper place on defense, I think is a huge deal. This is Jason's point. Um, and on offense, like, yeah, the reliability of the three-point shot, fact that he could cut in two f- off of two feet, throws it down like it's nothing. Um, and and like everybody else is just doing their job, like Brunson, Divincenzo, Randall, like they just keep doing their thing. And I think it's a work in progress, but I think they'll continue to get better at it. I think, yeah, the best is is yet to come. Uh, Daniel Chang, what's going on, Daniel? iHeart about to get the bag this summer. Is Mitch expendable with iHeart Surge? No, 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 no. Mitch is not expendable. Uh, arrest David Fisdale for theft, robbery, and kidnapping. Uh, I don't know what prompted that, but sure. Um, no, Mitch is not expendable. Mitch is a big part of their. Mitch is a big part of their team. Like, I think, in a perfect world, you probably want like to me. I love their two-headed center combination because they're like, I know we don't 
it doesn't feel like it tonight. There are games where you want to play Mitchell Robinson 30 minutes and Isaiah Hardenstein, Hardenstein 18 minutes. There are games you're going to want to play Hardenstein 30 minutes and Mitch 18 minutes. I think if you could get Hardenstein at the right number, which again, I think is you're, you may have to give him the full. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Raise that you could give him with using early bird rights. And again, they here's the problem. Like you can't, they don't, they don't have free agent dollars to spend. So they can't use cap space to sign him. They are limited to his early bird rights, which again is a number starting at 14 and change, but you could also include the incentives, the incentives because he has incentives on this contract. You can include incentives on his next contract and it's likely incentives too. So it's like 14 and change, but really it's more like 16. And you could give raises on the incentive on the incentives incentives. Why can't I say that word? Just like you give raises on the contract, eight percent raises up to four years. Um, and uh, yeah, so like he'd be making more than Mitch. You'd be spending thirty million dollars a year on your center position. That's a lot, you know. It's a lot, but they can't let this guy walk. But I also don't think they could. I don't also don't think it makes Mitch dispendable. And like, unless you're getting real value for Mitch, like, like, I, and I'm not going to sit here and start doing fake Mitch trades. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. It's, it's silly at this point. Corey Mitchell, what's going on, Corey? Frankenstein is my MVP. Captain effort, best backup center in the NBA. Let's go next. Yeah, I don't even think it's a question anymore. And like you know, you know, like I had this conversation with like Fred at, at either my pod or his pod or whatever, um, and he brought up like Nas Reed, and he brought up like Al Horford, maybe somebody else. I put those guys in a different category because like Nas Reed can play alongside your center, Al Horford can play alongside your center. I think he brought up one other name that I'm forgetting, but like that could also play alongside your traditional center. Hardenstein is a true backup center. And I think without without question, best best backup center in the game. Andrew P, what's going on, Andrew? Last time a play, player fit in so perfectly league-wide. Talking about OG Ananobi. I so the only way that he could fit in 
I obviously agree with the statement. He fits in beautifully. The devil's advocate position is twofold. One, it could be a better fit if he had just a little bit more creation ability. Like, part of that's willingness, part of that's skill, execution, ability, all those things. I we know he wants it. It's been reported that he wants more responsibility in the offense, but like finding like here's the thing. The Knicks are not ever gonna just be like like they're not running like ISOs for OJ Anobi. That's never gonna happen here. Like he's he but he'll still be able to use his skills and abilities to generate offense. Like there was the one possession tonight. I think he attacked he it definitely attacked the closeout. I think it was from the corner, but it maybe have been just like right where the break is. But um, and then he went up, and I think he missed the shot, and he got his offensive rebound, and he put it back in. Like I think that's the sort of stuff that you want to see from him. And then as Benji um, pointed out in the his breakdown of OG's first game, just like making the simple pass, you know. So like there's a there is offensive growth that we still need to see from OG to make it truly, truly, truly a perfect fit. And the other side of the coin is like, yes, it's whether it's a 95th percentile perfect fit on offense or sorry, on the starting lineup. It has made the backup unit what it is. So it's like. It does, it's an asterisk, right? It deserves an asterisk. Um, all that said, like, I don't. When is the last time? I mean, look. We're saying this is fitting pretty freaking nice in Boston. <laughs> so that's a that's a good one. Like Dame is fitting pretty nice in Milwaukee, but like these are these are guys who, you know, Dame's a top twenty-five player. Porzingis is, you know, he's a former All Star. Um, not many though. I mean, I'm just I'm sorry. I'm like looking at teams. Yeah, I don't. There's not. A, I don't know if there's any really any other ones. Um, Mike Conley in Minnesota deserves. Right, he he changed that team. Um, that's probably it. Yeah, I think that's that's a good list. So he's he's right up there. Uh, Anthony Sixto, what's going on, Anthony? Shout out to you. Julius Randle with the second unit allows the defense to go five on one. Yep, pretty much. Triple triples double triple doubles with the remaining players in the lanes aggressively. Um, his greatly improved composure through frustrations has flown under the radar. Completely agree. It's a great shout out to Randall. Um, and um, I was going to say one other thing. Yeah, just getting one other player who could handle the ball and like do stuff with the ball on that backup unit, I think, will make a big difference. Thanks, Anthony. Seku Burmis, one effective OG I didn't expect was Brunson, Brunson switching and dishing at increased levels, looking like a traditional star point guard. Let's go, Knicks. I really want to go back and rewatch all of Brunson's like shooting and passing possessions in this game because I feel like I didn't get a good enough impression. Uh, maybe because I was focused on other things, but I want to go back and rewatch. Um, I thought Brunson was really good tonight, for sure. Thanks, Seku. Appreciate you. Joseph Brennan. Jalen Brunson with zero tennis games until this trade, two since. Not a coincidence. The ball movement has been so much better. They're making an effort. 
I think that's partially OG being there, being a good corner outlet, like moving without the ball, all that stuff. And I think a lot of it is just they have made an effort to move the ball more. I, I It's undeniable to me. And again, tonight it was sloppy to start out with, but it ended up in their favor and on their side of the ledger. So for sure. Thanks, Joseph. Mark Odom. Hey, mister. <laughs> hey, mister. Question. Shoulder. Oh, should Mitchell Robinson be worried about his job? Um, I'm going to say no again. I, I don't think Mitch ever doesn't start for as long as he's here. Could he get traded this summer in a bigger deal? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I don't, I think he comes back. If he, if he were to come back this year, I think he absolutely starts. Thanks Mark. Alex JB. Now a double, double machine. What an effort from Harnstein. I don't know why I keep saying Hardenstein. Julius showed me a lot putting that those first half turnovers behind him. Also, just my opinion, but I really enjoyed Reddick in the broadcast booth. So tonight was our watch along game on YouTube. So I can't walk and chew gum at the same time, as I'm sure will surprise nobody. Um, so I can't I don't listen to the game when I do the watch alongs. And on our playback, shout out to all the playback peeps. Uh, so I did not hear Reddick on the broadcast from what I've heard of him. I like him. I think he's good. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll agree on, on all of that. For sure. It's good. Good game by Julius tonight. We also had the MSG feed, Alex. So we didn't even get to listen to Reddick on the feed. But I'll echo what John said. We, well, I think we like Chase, uh, JJ Reddick whenever he, he does Knicks games and we're unable to watch an MSG feed. It's, it's the other guy that we usually have an issue with. What are you looking at? Yeah, go ahead. Um, uh, Brett Brunson was asked about um, the Josh Hart pass into the crowd. Mm-hmm. And he said, fantastic. He threw it into row 30, maybe. Do you want to see your reaction to... I wish to tell everybody, actually. My reaction to the pass? Yeah, I, we I got it. it I was looking at it. Hold on a second. You know, what? give me a second. I'll set this thing up. Read get another the, super chat, the, and I'll set it yeah, up. Yeah, get the next super chat. Um, Perry Eckhart, Benji nailed it. Second unit needs upgrades, or we aren't going anywhere. You guys said scary Terry. There has to be someone better. I mean, so the scary Terry we're referring to is uh, Terry Rogier. For anybody wondering, like, here's the thing, okay? And this is the somewhat of a conundrum. And I, I honestly, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a conundrum. I like the starting lineup. I like DiVincenzo as the starting two guard. So the notion that you're going to go get someone like a DeJounte Murray, because just because he's the name that's been brought up, but there's other names you can bring up to come in and be the starting two guard. Like DiVincenzo is a fucking awesome fit now on this team. Second, he's like the guards of the second best perimeter player. He's able to do what he does off ball. He's good enough defensively to do that. And he's one of, he's literally one of the best shooters in the NBA. He's absurd shooting the ball, catch and shoots, especially like, like what are you getting? That's better than this dude as you're starting to guard in this alignment now. So you need to find someone that is comfortable playing 20 to 24 minutes a night, probably off the bench. Now, Rozier plays a lot more than that. Um, Rozier has averaged, 
I mean, Jesus Christ, he's averaging 35 minutes. So if you get him, he would take DiVincenzo's starting role. Um, not the three-point shooter that DiVincenzo is, 36%. But here's the other part of it. He gives you some more creation ability for your backup units. And like, is it worth the trade-off to maybe, you know, not to say that like, so let's use Rozier an example. Does Rozier make you worse on offense as a starting offense? Because he's not the catch and shoot threat that DiVincenzo is. Doesn't move around without the ball like DiVincenzo does. Isn't comfortable like like so let's say Randall's setting a screen or whatever, like off ball screening action, stuff like that. But he could do stuff on the ball. That also further pushes OG down the totem pole if you bring in someone like Terry Rogier. Because all of a sudden now Terry's your your number three. Cause you know, and all of a sudden now you got OG and Obi looking around. He's like, wait, so I came here to get what usage in the starting five, you know? So it, it it's tricky. Um, I like Rozier as a player. I think there's probably, it's probably better options. Um, especially since, and I'll end on this and then we'll move on to the next comment. If you're going to center your backup units around Julius Randall, I think the priority should be getting a point guard that could just run pick and roll with Julius Randle. And here's what you have to be able to do. You have to be able to, if you're running pick and roll, like, and the defense goes under, you have to be able to take the three, right? If the defense gives you the three and hit the three. Um, and then, like, obviously run a pick and roll. Like, it's, it's not that complicated. And then if you do that, all of a sudden, all those Randall ISOs where everybody was converging on him in the second unit for this game, well, those change now because now you got Grimes spacing, which is good. And then, you know, you put Hart in the weak side corner. So if you put Hart in the weak side corner, then that's not a big deal because then like, okay, you, his defender, his defender is only going to stray so far off. And like, guess what? If his defender really goes to town and like really tries to jam up the the pick and roll that you're running, then Hart could just dive in for offensive rebounds, which he's great at. And we saw him do a little bit of tonight. Um, so, you know, and by the way, I think the center that they played during those lineups is interesting. Like, boy, wouldn't it be nice to have Hart, Hartenstein in those units with Randall and said pick and roll point guard, you know, to be named later. Um, so there's a lot that goes into this. There's a lot that goes into this, truly. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dom- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. 
trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Danny Gardner, Dante should run with the bench in the second and fourth quarters. Gives them much better spacing and handling. So that's another option. Dante DiVincenzo has moon, moonlighted. Moonlighted? Is that a word? As a uh, backup point guard. At, I think he did it in Milwaukee a little bit. But then, so, so then what are you doing? You're taking DiVincenzo out. Probably because think about it. When when does McBride come in now? Like McBride, I think came in tonight. Moonlit. He is moonlit. Moonlighted. Moonlit. Let's go with moonlit. Um, thanks, Andrew. Um, like Deuce. So like Randall sits in the first quarter, and then Deuce comes in with Randall like before the end of the first quarter, and Brunson sits. Um. So, so Divincenzo's sitting like super early because you want Divincenzo in theoretically with the bench. Let's say, so let's say you sit him at the six seven minute mark and then bring him in at the top of the second. Does he play the entire second quarter? In which case, you've just relegated Quentin Grimes to a twelve minute a game role, or do you? Run DiVincenzo with a backup unit, have him come out for like what three, four minutes, and then DiVincenzo goes back in. Do you have DiVincenzo play with the bench unit and then just have Grimes come in to close the half with the starters? You could do that. You could do that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I, I love the starting unit. I don't. I don't want to mess with that starting unit. But I, I don't. I don't know. There's no, no great answer right now, but it's a fair point. Plus, Zoo, the spacing looks amazing now. Thoughts on Brogdon? I talked about him a lot tonight on the watch along. I'll just say again, talked about him before. Great player, great fit. Curious about the injury situation and uh, what it would take to get him. Thanks, Hush. Great green bananas. That's a great one. I'm trying really hard not to overreact. Is an Eastern Conference Finals possible with this squad? As is plus Mitch. I will uh, quote uh, friend of the pod uh, Zach Lowe. He's been saying it in different ways for a month now. Um, like, get the right matchup. Have a good couple of weeks. Could the Knicks find themselves in the Eastern Conference Finals? Absolutely. With Mitch, I think it's easier. I think it's easier with Mitch. Without Mitch, I'm skeptical. And they I'll tell you this, they definitely cannot make it unless they address the backup point guard position. Like this team, yeah. They they I'm not even I'm not sure. Honestly, I'm not sure that, that they're gonna get a six a top six playoff seed if they don't address this backup point guard situation. I'll go that far. Greg film stuff. What's going on, Greg? Great to hear from you, and thank you for the generous contribution. It's crazy how trading IJ and RJ, IQ and RJ, unlocks Randall in and ten plus assists from Brunson in the two games since the deal. 
The OG's pressure on the ball is entertaining to watch and question. Um, what's better for New York? I heart starting or Mitch long term. It's been the question of the night. I like Mitch in the starting five. I like the fact that he gives you a baseline of defense. It's a toss up. It's a toss up. I don't think they will ever bench Mitch, but it's just a toss up. Now, as far as what Brunson and Randall have done since the deal, I think both guys. And I want to be very clear about this. We saw Randall after the after the Minnesota game turned on Toronto game, rooting for his guys. Like it's all love between these all these guys. I I think Randall. It it would not be unfair of me to say that between Julius Randle and R.J. Barrett over the last four years, R.J. Barrett has been the more popular player amongst the fan base, and it is not particularly close. I think Julius Randle was aware of that fact, is aware of that fact, and I think would like to remind everybody that he is a very good basketball player. And I'll just leave that there. As for Brunson, like the dude came in here and reshaped the franchise. And look, he has gotten all the love, but like he's also not stupid or deaf. And here's what's the number one refrain of the fan base. Basically, I mean, since he got, I mean, even as he got here, and he was doing his thing. Why isn't Emmanuel quickly playing more minutes? Well, maybe there's a little. I'm, again, I'm just I'm speculating. Maybe there's a little part of him who's like, you know what? Let's. I can, I got this. You know, we got this. All the all that sort of thing. Um, Jessica with another one. OG is truly amazing, tough defender, and he can hit shots. Difference maker. I hate to say it, but RJ being gone is huge for this team, too. Less clogged paint and fewer bad shots. Monster Randall, second half. Let's go Knicks. I mean, look, I think it's huge for the starting lineup on both ends of the floor. I think they miss him off the bench right now for as much as those bench units were not that great. Um, they miss having another like a guy. <clears throat> Do I think it's a little bit of addition by subtraction? I, I don't think that that's unfair to say. And I will just that is for as much as that is my opinion. There's a lot of data out there to back that up. So yeah. Um. Will Oliver team is flying. The bench unit is a concern, though. Yes. Preaching to the choir. It's, it's the theme. The two themes of the night. Mitch versus Hard, Hardenstein. And then what are we going to do about the bench unit? And Brunson's passing. It'll be the other one. Um, uh, Andrew P. Hey, DeMar. OG's in foul trouble. Now's your chance. Uh, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. D- d- that was the only way he was scoring tonight. Um, Alex also not Knicks related, but 
As we play Chicago, Levine is closing in on a return. Not surprised there isn't any market for him. That contract is horrific. I like all the little drips and drabs of news that we've been getting over the last several weeks or whatever. Like, hey, maybe, just maybe, the Lakers aren't enamored um, with the prospect of trading for Zach Levine. I mean, he's an inch, he's in an interesting spot, and I'd be lying if I didn't say it reminded me a little bit of when the Knicks were trying to trade Carmelo. Um, finally, towards the end there, that last the summer when they finally traded him to OKC. Now Melo was older, and. I think there was the difference is that there was a clearer vision of like Olympic mellow as a third option on a good team. I don't know how clear a vision anybody has for Zach Levine being a workable piece for a team that's trying to win a championship. I think that's where we're at right now with him, which is why the market is what it is or rather isn't what it isn't. Did that make sense? I don't know. Hi, Andrew. Hi. So two things. One, yes. that summer of Mello being traded to OKC, the biggest thing I remember was the no trade clause being the biggest factor as to why the market wasn't factoring. Yeah, but were there any were there any contenders reportedly batting down New York's doors like trying to get Mello on their team? No. And like you mentioned, he's older or was older at the time. So Mello did. I do remember a lot of Cavs talk and that being part of the conversation that he wanted to go play with I, LeBron. And then I, the Cavs decided he, not against that. He wanted that. The one that I remember is that up until it didn't happen, it looked like we were going to have to settle for Ryan Anderson's shitty contract from Houston. And like, Houston. You know, and the fact that they avoided that fate was seen as the win. With the second round pick that eventually became Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson, exactly. And then I wouldn't... So I don't know if we just perceived it differently, but the Lakers not being interested in Zach Levine is my interpretation of, please bring the price down because we would like to keep Austin Reeves. The problem I have... They're not that, trading Reeves. They're not trading Reeves. For- so just throwing this out there. 39 seconds left in the fourth quarter in LA. Um, the Lakers I, I are about it. to go under 500. I know. Against the Miami Heat, they scored 95 points tonight and shot four of 30 from three. That and no, sounds like a team way, that needs some offensive help. No Butler tonight. Not that. That's that doesn't. Have, well, no, that does. The Heat don't have Jimmy Butler, and you scored 95 points. And Anthony Davis, 29. Here's Anthony Davis' style tonight: 29 points, 18 rebounds, six assists, five blocks. And Two steals. they're <laughs> he just they killed got, the whole stat sheet. And they got killed. Yeah, LeBron, 6 of 18, 0 of 6 from 3. Um, the combination... Now, Cam only went 0 of 1 from the field, so I don't kill him, but LeBron and Torian Prince, 0 of 11 from 3. Again, 4 of 30 from 3. Did they find... They still bring Reeves off the bench? No, Reeves is in the, in the starting 5 for this they game. They moved him back in the starting 5? Yep. Okay. In for D'Lo, who was... Is this a DNP? Or is he hurt? He's hurt. He is okay. a, he a, he a... He's a... He's butt hurt. Tailbone. Because injury. he's... Okay, because he's he's his he actually did hurt his butt. Gotcha. That's, did, I thought you were really like he's butt hurt because he's not starting. And no, 
the god of DNP. I, I thought that was a very clever, like, oh, I get it. I see what you did there. Me being clever? No. You have your moments or moment. <laughs> 